Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast, providing fire takes and analysis on sports topics. We have some guests providing their thoughts across the sport landscape. No narratives here. Straight talk. No chaser. We On Fire Sports Podcast. We On Fire Sports Podcast. Episodes available on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. Also, gas on Twitter at We On Five Sports. We On Five Sports Podcast. We On Five Sports Podcast coming up my conversation with Steve as we break down the National Football League in the final week of the preseason. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Man, man, it's going great, man. Welcome back to the We on Fire Sports Podcast. Appreciate you following through once again, man. You know, this is the uh, final week of the little uh, three-game preseason, man. Just wanted to kind of get your early thoughts, man, on how you feel about the three-game versus the four-game, man, since we're wrapping up preseason, man. How you feel about it? Well, you know, obviously nobody wants extra preseason games. Nobody wants games that are meaningless and the first thing that's going to come to mind is injuries you know you want to limit the injuries but here's the reality you know guys get injured in practice guys get injured in scrimmages guys get injured all the time what's the difference uh i mean everybody's going to point to jk dobbins getting hurt this past uh preseason game people were saying hey why is he in there he could have got hurt just as easily in practice. He took a screenplay and just planted his foot the wrong way. And there you have it. You know, guys get ta- guys get tackled like that in, uh, in scrimmages all the time. So, you know, it's football. People are going to get hurt. Obviously, you, you never want to see something like that. Uh, that's why you got a bunch of uh, ball clubs nowadays. You know, you, the Rams have obviously come to mind where they just – Pool players, their starters, they're just not going to see a preseason game. And and that's great, but we do need them. Uh, there's a, guy, a lot of guys vying for position place, for position spots uh, in the league. Uh, a vast majority of players, but over half the league is undrafted free agents, right? So, you know, those guys need an opportunity to showcase their talent. So there's a need for it, but, you know, you just hate to see you when the injuries come, come compiling up. Yeah, man, and you know, Jake, uh, and it definitely was a, a nice little also of the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, you're correct in that, man. I think that's a situation where it wasn't a real physical play. You know, that can happen, you know, in a practice, man. So, you know, we definitely wish him, you know, back as soon as he can get back, man. It definitely was it. Uh, I was looking forward to watching him play this season for Baltimore, especially uh, how they run the football. Is another situation I was looking at, man, something that we discussed here on We On Fire Sports Podcast is the whole situation uh, with Deshaun Watson. You know, I was reading the uh, Miami Herald, man. It's an article in the Miami Herald 
about uh, your Dolphins interested, interested, uh, interested in Deshaun Watson. You know, we talked about it previously. You mentioned your team, you know, kind of being at the top of the list. What do you think about that situation, man? It's reportedly three round picks and two second round picks for Deshaun. How do you feel about that? Well, first off, the asking price is out of this world. And you're not going to get that at this point of the season. If you're the Houston Texans, um, his value is going to come next spring uh, right before the draft because there's going to be a whole bunch of teams who aren't going to be in position uh, to to get a top tier quarterback might piece something together and then you teams at this point of the game they have their quarterback situations already settled I mean it's one of the reasons why the Dolphins won't pull the trigger on this deal because you want to see what Tua can give you couple that with the fact that Deshaun's situation his legal situation nobody knows what that's looking like is he going to be able, able to play this season? Chances are, I would be I'd be shocked if 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 he saw the field this season. So that's probably not going to happen. Um, it's really next season for him. Uh, there's a handful of teams that are already vying, but come next spring, that pool of teams increases because you know somebody quarterback situation just got worse. I mean, you could you could look at a team like the Steelers. Big Big Ben could retire next year. They might be in the market for a franchise quarterback. They'll they'll give up the farm for Deshaun Watson. So uh, you know, there's going to be a whole bunch of teams that are going to jump back into uh, into the pool and trying to buy for 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 Deshaun's services. I think if you get him now, you're going to play a premium. And if you wait until spring to get him, you're really going to be paying a premium. But the only difference is if you get him now, it makes no sense because he's not going to play. So uh, you might as well wait and to see what that legal situation uh, comes out to. And if you're the Dolphins, you you know, let's just say Tua just has a good a good year, right? He goes in, he leads you to the first, maybe even the second round of the playoffs. That's trade value right there because he's not Deshaun, but he's a good enough player, young enough player that where you could say, okay, maybe we can trade him and get us you know knock off some of that asking asking price from houston or um you know potentially get you know a couple of a couple of draft picks back in return so uh it makes no sense see what you got with Tua. uh go from there he's, he's been looking amazing in, in practice he looked good in the preseason and i'm a big fan of Tua because i i think you know i he, from an accuracy standpoint, he's probably one of the top five quarterbacks in this league today because he is that accurate with the football. He his, he anticipates well. Uh, his, his always good mechanics. Uh, he lines himself up when he throws. I mean, the tape doesn't lie with Tua. Even last year, you saw those glimpses. So give him a good offseason. Let that injury heal up. Get him into this, uh, a preseason. See what he can do. Give him weapons. Uh, and you never know what you get with Tua. Do I think he's Deshaun? You know, it's, it's hard to say at this point, but he's 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 talented enough to at least give him the opportunity. Yeah, I think the Houston Texans, man, they can forget about first round picks, second round picks, not only the Miami Dolphins, but anything in the National Football League. I mean, at this point, it's not about the talent of Deshaun Watson. I mean, this guy's a big time talent. I mean, he has a proven track record, uh, but. As you mentioned, with the uh, legal situation off the field, and teams pretty much now are set. 
this set. I mean, training camps and you know preseason is over with now. Teams are at this point going with who they have at this point. So yeah, for the Texans to still ask for that offering price for a guy that's not going to play at all, you know, definitely is going to be a situation that's probably going to be revisited uh, uh, next springtime. Oh yeah, yeah. A hail mary from the front office. I mean, kudos for for you know they get points for trying, but no team's going to give that to fall into those asking prices. Uh, you, you gotta wait till the spring to really, uh, like 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 you mentioned, you gotta wait till the spring to really uh, see what your situation is with the quarterbacks. Yeah, another situation I'm I'm looking at. I spoke on previously on We on Five Sports podcast is the situation up in Indianapolis uh, with the Colts. Uh, Frank Wright, the coach up there, you got uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, reports are showing that uh, he's probably going to play in Week One. I want to get your thoughts, man. On the Carson Wentz, uh, got ran out of Philadelphia, uh, sent out of Philadelphia. What's your thoughts on Carson Wentz in Indianapolis this season? I like Carson Wentz. I've always been a Carson Wentz guy. Uh, you know, that season where he, he was in the MVP running and he got hurt, uh, you know, some of the plays that he was able to make, I mean, you know, guys draped all over him, falling down, launches the ball 60 yards. They're very Mahomes-esque, so to speak. So, you know, he has the talent. Uh, it's what kind of structure do you have around him? Philadelphia was a dumpster fire. Uh, the whole situation with Doug Peterson uh, and plus Jalen Hurts, Nick Foles, you know, the relationship wasn't quite right with with, with Carson. Uh, he didn't trust the front office. He didn't trust uh, the coaching staff. You know, so, you know, those kinds of things can affect any quarterback. I mean, we see how, you know, it doesn't affect Aaron Rodgers, but you still see from a mental standpoint how, you know, when you're not in harmony with you know, we always say those three, the three tiers of an NFL team is quarterback, coach, front office. Those three pieces got to be aligned for you to have success. Uh, you know, you could have a super talented quarterback, but, you know, if he doesn't feel comfortable with the front office and the coaching staff or if those three elements aren't in aligned together, uh, you know, especially for a young quarterback, you're going to limit the growth. You're going to limit the potential. Uh, and obviously, you'll see the results on the field where uh, you're, you're, you're going to lose some ball games, uh, and that's what happened to Philly. Uh, I think reuniting with uh, Frank Wright is going to be big for Carson. And but obviously, with Carson Wentz, the biggest thing is can he stay healthy? Uh, you know, it, it got off to a, to a bumpy start, uh, but you know he's going to play Week One. Let's see what he could do. He has some weapons. He lost, uh, you know, arguably one of his, you know bigger weapons uh, to injury, but, uh, you know, he still has a good running back. He still has a good running game. Um, there's some talented receivers there, young, but they're talented. He, he has he has enough weapons and a good defense to, to have some success uh, with the Colts this offseason, uh, this next season. But, you know, can he stay upright? Can he stay healthy? That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I think the situation uh, with the me, um, you know, because I, I like Frank Wright. I think Frank Wright is a, a, a good coach. I think he's a good leader. He's a dolphin killer. So, yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, it's just, him reuniting with uh, Carson Wentz, I think it's going to bring the best out of Carson Wentz. To me, though, it's not really about the ability with Carson Wentz. It's just about the availability. Right. I mean, 
that some knickknack injuries over the past couple of uh, seasons. Um, I think that you know their defense is stellar. I think they got one of the most best defenses in the National Football League. I think they're very underrated on, on the defensive side of the football. Um, you know, you got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Uh, you know, you know that's going to be a loss with uh, T. Rod being out uh, for a couple of weeks. Um, but I think uh, the eight ball is going to be. I mean, the target is definitely going to be on Carson Wentz up in Indianapolis because. They've proven that they can be a good ball club with just, a, you know, a, a pretty average or a slightly above average quarterback, you know, with Philip Rivers in the last season. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, uh, injury's the biggest thing. When when to give up on a play is the biggest thing. I think, uh, you know, Frank, when he was in Philadelphia, kind of instilled that, you know, Carson likes to play hero balls to, to some degree. You know, he wants to, to make the big play. He doesn't, he doesn't give up easy on the play. And in this league, sometimes you have to. And uh, I think Frank Wright kind of reining him in a little bit, giving, instilling that confidence in him, I think he'll have success. But again, it's just a matter of can he stay upright. Five podcast presents our NFL 2021 preview show. Yep, the NFL is back. Shout out to the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Bucks. Can they repeat? We will also too break down all the divisions across the National Football League. We're going to provide you our season predictions for the year. Also to our war predictions, as well as our Super Bowl picks, and also to the Super Bowl champion. Once again, thanks for listening to We On Fire Sports Podcast. Sit back and enjoy. Oh yeah, yeah. Another another team that I'm uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking at, and they kind of been a little bit under the radar. You know, they lost one of their uh, steward uh, players. Uh, definitely the, the best receiver in Falcon history. Uh, and Julio Jones going to the uh, Tennessee Titans via trade from the Atlanta Falcons. How do you feel about the Atlanta Falcons this season, man? Rebuilding it. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't expect much from the Falcons this year. Uh, I, I like Calvin Ridley. I think he's he's a good playmaker. Uh, the offensive line's a little bit better. Uh, and then they picked up Kyle Pitts, which is, you know, rookie tight end. You know, he'll he'll contribute for sure. He's too talented not to. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I think that the defensive side of the ball is still going to be an issue. Uh, do they have a, enough of a pass rush? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, and the not the running game is pretty much non-existent. So you know, it's going to be a lot of Matt Ryan airing it out. It's going to be a lot of shootout games from a fantasy standpoint. I think they'll make a ton of sense. Uh, picking up any of those receivers, I, I think you're, you'll have some success uh, with your fantasy team. But as far as the real league goes, uh, you know, it's a rebuilding year for the Falcons. They'll stay in it. They'll be in. The, they'll be in games. They're not getting blown out. It's not going to be like last year, for sure. I don't. I don't see them picking in the top five next year. But uh, I, I do think you know losing Julio. And telling Calvin Ridley, basically, you're the number one, which, 
you know, still remains to be seen if he can hold up that, uh, be a number one receiver. He's a little bit injury prone. Uh, he's a smallish receiver, great number two, but I don't know necessarily if he if he's a number one caliber receiver. So that's going to be uh, something that he has to prove. Uh, Kyle Pitts will definitely be a good, you know, a good counterpart to have uh, working the inside. He's going to be a mismatch nightmare for sure, and he'll help in the red zone. But not having Julio, the leadership in the locker room, guy that everybody looked up to, that's going to be big. That's going to be missed. Um, you know, but you know, I get it. Cal- uh, a, a cap casualty for sure, but uh, you know, he, he's a player I would hope if they had kept him along with Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley, I would be like, well, you know, you arguably could probably got one of the best offenses in the league, but um, you know, a, a, as it remains to be seen, uh, we don't know if that offense is going to be able to carry the, the, the team next year or this year, rather. Yeah, I thought that trade for, uh, with Julio Jones was very interesting. You know, you got a change in the guard down in Atlanta uh, with uh, Thomas Dimitrov uh, being sent out. Um, now, I thought that, you know, to me, I thought Julio was worth keeping. You know, it's a situation to me in Atlanta as far as because their defense was, was horrible. I mean, they got, to me, the worst secondary in the National Football League. I mean, it was just like flag football last season or the last couple of seasons uh, for the Falcons. But I think it's definitely a rebuilding year. Um, I think the thing about this situation, they're in a division where second place could be could be a possibility. You know, Tampa's you know out in front is the best team in the uh, NFC South. But I think that second place uh, move with New Orleans going through you know without Drew Brees and seeing you know what Jamie Winston can do. You know, Carolina is kind of in a rebuilding situation. So I think with the Falcons, I think they're definitely uh, going to be a little better than they were last season. I don't see them making the playoffs, but you know, you never know in the National Football League. It definitely changes from season to season. But I would uh, I totally agree with you, and I, I believe it's definitely a rebuilding year down in Atlanta. Then let me get your thoughts as well. Um, we got a high electric guy. You know, we uh, discussed uh, Dobbins earlier. J.K. Dobbins getting injured for the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. You know. You know, they asked him, uh, I believe I saw a couple of days ago, uh, where they asked him, you think teams are going to be able to scheme and catch up for him? Um, what are your thoughts about Lamar Jackson? Man? Well, I mean, teams have been able to scheme against Lamar. They just can't stop. I mean, you know what he's going to do. You know what, what, what where his skill sets lie. You know what his limitations are in the passing game. And yeah, they do creep up in the playoffs, but in the regular season, uh, you just don't have the dudes to be able to stop. You don't have the athleticism, speed, uh, week in, week out uh, on the defensive line or in the secondary to be able to keep up with those guys. Um, you know, it, it that, that he's a front seven easy destroyer. You know, so you know you, you think you got him, you think you got him boxed in. Next thing you know, he's running for 50, 60 yards. Problem with Lamar is. You know, and this happens with every quarterback that has those kind of special skill sets. We saw it with Michael Vick. We saw it with Randall Cunningham back in the day. Even Steve Young. You, at some point, the, this league will turn you into a pocket quarterback. Whether or not you can pass and, and, and be accurate and throw the ball deep and outside the hashes and, and, and complete those, 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 those deep balls on a consistent basis, you know, that still remains to be seen with Lamar. We 
we we haven't seen it in that much in, in 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 the regular season, and you really don't see it in the playoffs when it comes to to his passing game. So, you know, can he do that? I think he has a skill set to do that. He's never been the best, you know, from an arm talent arm talent standpoint. He's never been the best quarterback in the league. So, at some point in his career, he's going to have to improve that. Or he'll probably suffer the fate of a Michael Vick or a, a Cam Newton uh, later on in their career. I mean, for quarterbacks, you know, 30 isn't old. It's your prime. You know, the problem is if you're a running quarterback like, uh, you know, Lamar, a really good one like Lamar, you know, at some point that will diminish. You will take enough hits in this league to the, to the point where that diminishes. I mean, you're not going to run 4-3 forever. So, you know, he has to be able to transition his game. He has to be able to pick you apart uh, beyond the hashes. He has to be able to to, to, to basically manipulate defenses um, with his anticipation and his ability to throw the ball. You see glimpses of it from time to time, but he hasn't carried a team with the passing game the way he does with his legs yet. And until he can prove that he can do that whenever he wants to or from a consistent standpoint, uh, you know, he'll have those moments that creep up in the playoffs where he'll struggle. And so, you know, that's that, that's the next part of his game where he needs to transition and, and improve. But, you know, as far as right now, I mean, he's a freak of nature. and There's no way to stop that. Uh, you don't have enough guys on defense that, that could stop that. Uh, but, you know, you can scheme it at times. And it, it, it does happen in the playoffs. Um, especially when you take away the running game from other sources. And with J.K. Dobbins being out, uh, that's even more pressure that's going to fall on him. I don't think Gus, Gus Edwards can carry the load like that. He's a good back, not a great back. Um, so there's going to be some there's going to be some issues there, uh, you know, but it's going to be it's going to be Lamar to has to, to carry the load. And, you know, I, I, I would like to see him carry the load a little bit more from the passing game as opposed to racking up a whole bunch of yards on the ground. Yeah, I think in this situation, um, I think the interesting thing with Baltimore and something that I've been looking at with their organization over the last couple of years is just the kind of weapons that they're bringing in. You know, obviously Brown has been been huge for them, but I don't think they have a bona fide number one receiver. And I think that's something that would help uh, Lamar Jackson out with good time. Because as you mentioned, you know, he's a front seven killer. I mean, you think you got this guy on the wraps. He has the ability to either escape out of the pocket and throw something downfield or just handle handle his business with his legs. You know, and I think, too, also to the division that they're in. I mean, they're probably arguably the toughest division in football, you know, as far as a black and blue standpoint. And teams, you know, you get in a divisional situation in the playoffs, you know, teams have been able to, you know, game plan for them and force them to pass, uh, pass the football. And, you know, to me, the only weapon he had outside of Brown was Andrews. Um, so you know, it's going to be, you know, interesting situation as far as the season, the season growth, as far as, like you said, that arm um, uh, improving on his accuracy a little bit. But it's going to be interesting to me to see what kind of receiver outside of Brown kind of separates himself from the pack down here in Baltimore. Yeah, man. So it's been been an interesting preseason, man. You know, it's, it's finally wrapped up. You know, we on five sports podcast. Definitely going to be looking in the NFL all this season, giving our different insights uh, across every division and every team in the National Football League. 
coming up. We do have our NFL preview show coming up. We're going to break down all the divisions. We're going to break down uh, our award predictions as well as uh, our Super Bowl prediction. Uh, so definitely we appreciate once again, Steve, you coming through, breaking down the National Football League in this final uh, week of the preseason. So we appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, Nat. You know, it's always fun. Uh, pretty good Sunday night uh, football conversation that we have. So, uh, yeah, uh, more than happy to come back anytime. Oh, man. Once again, man, we on Fire Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Coming up on We on Fire Sports Podcast. Yeah, you can hang. You can hang around. Um, what I was gonna say. When is uh, what 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 day the season start, man? September 9th. Right. Thursday. Uh, Cowboys and Bucks. Yeah, next Thursday, not this yeah. Thursday. Not this Thursday. Next. All right. What I plan on doing then, what we can do then, is we can uh, cause you going to Vegas, ain't you? Vegas. Who? I thought you was going to Vegas. I thought. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Yeah, man, I'm looking at a breaking story coming out the National Football League. It appears that the New England Patriots have released Cam Newton. This is definitely something that I spoke on previously on this podcast. You know, I thought that Mac Jones was going to win the starting job. You know, a lot of people read into what Bill Belichick was saying about the starting job that Cam Newton had an inside track on the starting job. But How many first-round quarterback draft picks have Bill Belichick had in New England? I'll just simmer on that for a moment. Yeah, once Mac Jones was drafted by the New England Patriots, unless he just crashed and burned in the preseason or got injured, I just knew he was going to be definitely the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots going into week one. And this is nothing against Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton... I think he came, he showed up, showed up in shape. They tried to give it a go. He had a rough season last season with COVID. You know, he missed some ball games due to uh, COVID last season. So this is not really about Cam Newton. And I saw Cam put a word out there saying that, you know, don't feel sorry for him, he'll be all right. And I really believe that. I think Cam now is transitioning to a family man. He has um, small children. He's made a nice bag of money in the National Football League. So I think Cam Newton is straight. I mean, you go from a guy that was at the University of Florida, was recruited there by Irvin Meyer, when the great Tim Tebow was at Florida. You know, he was waiting in the wings. And we had the situation with the theft situation down in Gainesville where he went to Blend Junior College, then went to Auburn, became a Heisman Trophy winner and a national champion, and was drafted first overall. 
So I think Cam Newton has did just fine as far as his career is concerned. He took his team to the Super Bowl with the Carolina Panthers a couple years ago, losing to the Denver Broncos. But overall, I think Cam is pretty straight. Now, in New England, it's a changing of the guard where you have a rookie quarterback now starting and pushing the program forward. And I'm just looking at this AFC East. And there's not really any teams that are unbeatable in that division. I mean, you look at the starters in that division. And I don't think you have a guy that's over the age of 25. So they definitely have a shot at winning the division. You know, Bill Belichick defense is going to be at least decent. So we'll see in New England. You know, I definitely wanted to provide my insight on this breaking story. Not sure where Cam Newton goes from here as far as uh, playing in the National Football League. But I really truly believe he's straight. We definitely will see. We on Five Sports Podcast. Coming up on We On Fire Sports Podcast, my thoughts across the NBA. We On Fire Sports Podcast. We On Fire Sports Podcast. Yeah, man, the NBA Summer League is wrapped up. Things are kind of on a somewhat quiet front out in, on the NBA. You know, it's going to be a little while before training camps start. There's a couple things I wanted to kind of get into on the NBA front. And one thing I want to get into is the uh, recent uh, trade uh, with the Chicago Bulls with Lori Marketing going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers signed Lori Marketing to four-year extension or a contract extension for $67 million. Now, it was a three-way trade. You know, the Bulls, they did get um, some draft compensation back. Lottery-protected pick uh, from the uh, Portland uh, Trailblazers. You know, I think that everyone pretty much kind of knew that Lori Marketing was on the way out of Chicago. Pretty much as soon as uh, Nikolai Vucevic came on the scene via trade with the Orlando Magic to Chicago. Now, I actually liked Lori Marketing coming out of University of Arizona, seventh overall pick by the Chicago Bulls. One of the last uh, guard pack decisions for the Chicago Bulls. I think he kind of fell out of favor in Chicago. And I just believe that was just simply due to the uh, to the injuries and inconsistency. I think Glory Market is a young enough player to where you know, a change of scenery might be good. Might actually be good for him. But I definitely do know that he was pretty much on the outs, outs uh, once the uh, the situation upstairs in Chicago changed. So, 
definitely wanted to provide some insight on that. I think that um, you know Larry Nance uh, Jr. was traded within that particular trade. He gets a new destination on his end. So, Cleveland, they're, they're making some moves. They're definitely going to a youth movement, rebuilding. Uh, Kevin Love said he is not taking a buyout. We'll see how that goes. I'm not sure if Kobe Altman is able to convince him to take a buyout. But that's usually how it kind of leads. So, definitely good luck, Kevin Love, on your next destination because I don't see you playing another ball game for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Another thing I wanted to get into was ESPN released some power rankings. And at the top of those power rankings, after free agency and the draft... ESPN has the Brooklyn Nets. I believe they've got this one right. Now, no disrespect to the Milwaukee Bucks, who are second on the list in the power rankings for ESPN. They are the defending world champions. Congratulations to Giannis Antetokounmpo, the entire organization. So I don't want to be disrespectful. But I think we all know if Brooklyn is pretty much healthy next season. I think they'll get at the Bucks. Third on the power rankings list, you have the Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers, they've made moves we all know at this point. Over the offseason, bringing in Russell Westbrook, the White Howard. Carmelo Anthony. They have a not a youth movement going on in Los Angeles. It appears that they're putting all the chips in to win a championship this season. Now, Robert Link is the GM of the Los Angeles Lakers. But I think these last couple of moves made by the Los Angeles Lakers. I think LeBron is back in charge as being the general manager of his respective team. I have mixed results about that. Or mixed feelings about that. Due to mixed results. I'm not sure about this team. You know, they have a great team on paper. And this was 10 years ago. They would have the greatest team of all time. But there's a lot of hungry teams in the NBA. Especially in the Western Conference. So we'll see with this club. I don't like the addition of Russell Westbrook to this team. And it's nothing against Russell Westbrook. I just think that it's going to be a very interesting mix. I know that they're gearing up for the postseason. Just want to get through the regular season reasonably healthy. But I don't know. That's definitely something that we're going to get more into coming up on We On 5 Sports Podcast. So, that's my look across the NBA. We On 5 Sports Podcast.
we on five sports podcast man i've been taking a look at some recent news that has came out in regards to the commitment of a money base to the university of memphis joining penny hardaway down there in memphis penny hardaway has done a great job he also brought in jalen duran and now they have the number one recruiting class in the country man I think everyone has a, a, a positive outlook or positive opinion of Penny Hardaway. You know, Penny has been you know, a high school coach. You know, he's done a good job so far at the University of Memphis. You know, his name was out there for certain NBA jobs, which you know, we on Five Sports was hearing that, you know, he turned down a couple possibilities in the NBA to go back to Memphis. And man, they may be arguably the best team in the country. I mean, the money base is just as smooth as they come, man. Six foot nine. He reclassified. He's officially the third overall rated recruit, but I think he's the best player, high school player in the country. But another guy that I was looking at that is, I wouldn't say make me change my opinion, but man, maybe rethink it a little bit has been Jalen Duran. I mean, this guy's a, just an aggressive, just animal on the court. Just, man, he, I mean, he, his talent is, is is undeniable, but this guy plays hard. And he plays with just a passion and an effort. So I'm definitely going to be looking at that situation down in Memphis. I think that you know, a national championship wouldn't be out of the picture. You know, they had James Wiseman a couple years ago. He was the number one rated recruit out of the country. I'm sorry, in the country at the time. And he played three ball games for Memphis due to the NCAA. Now, you got the name and likeness involved. And I think both of these young men is going to cash in on that. So I'm definitely going to be taking a look at the situation down in Memphis this season. So I just wanted to get my quick thoughts on a breaking story. We on Five Sports, we definitely cover the preps. So be looking out getting some more updates as they come through on the prep scene. And as we get closer to the start of college basketball, we're definitely going to get into depth in that. We on five sports. We love college basketball around here. So we're definitely going to get into that. So I appreciate it. Appreciate you listening. We on five sports podcast. We on Five Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening to episode six. We got into a good one today. We looked at the National Football League. Me and Steve having a good conversation on the final week of the preseason as we go into week number one. Also, too, we got into the NBA. We had some power rankings come out. Just kind of went over the top contenders of those power rankings as I see it on my end. Also, too, got into Armani Bates his decision uh, to go to Memphis and we also too got into the Cam Newton situation him being cut from the New England Patriots so once again thanks for listening to the We on Fire Sports Podcast episode 6 appreciate you listening We on Fire Sports Podcast We 
We on Five Sports Podcast. Episodes available on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. Also, gas on Twitter at We on Five Sports. We on Five Sports Podcast.